Hello, this is David, and you're listening to In the Background. Hello to anyone listening. Like I said, this is David, and I just wanted to read some verses here. So if you want to listen to some Bible verses, or if you don't want to listen to the Bible verses, then you can turn this off or do whatever it is you want to do. So I'm going to start at John chapter 6, verse 35, and I'll probably read to about 38, just three verses here. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. Verse 37, all that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out, for I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me, period. Billy Graham has a statement that I really like. He says, The greatest love story ever told is not in some romantic novel. It's not in some Hollywood movie. It is in the few words, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. When I think about this verse here, for I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. One thing I feel like is, is, uh, needs to come back to Christian culture is that you do not do what you want to do. You do what the Lord is asking you to do. What is God's will for my life? Um, you know, we can go and say, well, I feel called to do this and I feel called to do that. And everybody has different walks, uh, different things they're going to do in life. You know, I know successful businessmen. I know... Um, not so good businessmen. I know just people who labor their whole life for other people. We all have the same call of God on our lives to deny ourselves and to follow Christ. You know, sometimes maybe people don't like this, but I view faith as almost like a, uh, it's not a dictatorship. I can't think of the right term for it. It's not a democracy where it's like, I barter with God about what to do with my life. God tells me what to do with my life. He's like, you give up your life, your your wants, your passions, your dreams. You know, there's a verse. I'm going to have to find it, so you're going to have to bear with me. I have to Google now. It is Matthew 6. 
26 if you want to turn there or listen to me read it that's why you're listening Matthew 6 26 Matthew 6 26 here it is Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. What will you eat or what will you drink? Nor about your body. It's a shame because I've been thinking about running because I'm just still trying to fight off some holiday food that's stored up in random places. Or about your body or what you will put on, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow, nor reap, nor gain, gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? And which of you, by being anxious, could add a single hour to your lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, and yet, I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed such as these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven. Will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith, therefore do not be anxious about anything. What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you. It's such a good reminder. When I think about life, you know, I definitely, there was a point I was like, um, I have a small business in Sarasota, Florida. And I was always like, and just for some of you who don't know, I, I uh, am from Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. And I moved down here and started my own business. And I tell you what, having your own business makes me very anxious. There was someone I was talking to one day and he's a small business guy. He's a painter in, in our church he goes to. And I was just kind of saying some stuff and he goes, so what if you go bankrupt? So what if you fail or this, that happens? He's like, whatever. What does it matter? Don't be afraid of everything failing. And it was kind of an odd word, but it was something that I needed to hear. And not that I'm like, okay with failing, but it was a, it was a word for me of don't be anxious about anything that happens because in the end, the Lord is going to take care of us. The Lord knows what we need. He knows I need to feed my family. He knows I need to pay the mortgage. And obviously I don't sit back and just let people feed me and, and not do anything about it while I seek the Lord. I think that might be a little bit, you know, overly charismatic if I was to do that. But 
don't be anxious. Even the last verse there, it's verse 34, says, Do not be anxious about tomorrow, because tomorrow will be anxious for itself, sufficient for the day of its own trouble. It, each day there are new things that we could worry about. Well, am I worrying about tomorrow? There's definitely been days where I thought my truck was going to break down, and all I was really focused on was trying to get through that day. Because I'm like, okay, let's do this, Lord, get me to this job site, get me to here, get me to there, I don't know what's wrong with my truck here. And it was a good lesson of just worry about in the moment. You know, I had people texting me up here, and I'm up here in Gainesville still. I don't know if I said that yet or not. Um, uh, My wife is taking some extra classes that her doctor's offering her, and so I come up and join her. And... uh, in here in the hotel and uh, I had people texting me about work and I'm just like good grief and I'm trying to like think of all this and I told him I'm like you know what I'm gonna call you on Monday and that's it not talking today I'm not talking tomorrow I'll talk Monday and I'm not even worrying about it don't even think about it in the back of my mind we miss out on the things that the Lord has for us when we have our eyes on certain days and has, have our eyes on our busy schedules and our big, busy lives. Like, I, I want to be a man of the Spirit, and I want to be led by the Lord, and I can't be led by the Lord um, if I'm worrying about everything. You know, back to, where was I in John chapter 6, I think I was in? How can I how can I focus on what the Lord wants to do with me if I have my own wills and my own desires? I really want to buy a boat right now. I really want to buy this. I really want to buy that. There's a lot of things I want to do. But where's the Lord in all of this? What is the Lord's will for me? And I'm not saying the Lord doesn't want you to go do things and have fun. But at the end of the day, we're new beings. We are not aliens anymore. We are we are beholden, I guess, I don't know if that's the right word, to the Lord, to God. And obviously, um, Jesus came. And he said it right here in this verse. He says, I did not come to do my will, but I came to do the will of the Father. You know, when I was in YWAM, they had a mission statement. It was called, to know God and to make God known. I have I, always liked that. Obviously, I think there's a little bit more depth to knowing God, you know. But I'll leave that for a uh, different episode, so... Anyway, I hope that was a encouragement for you. You know, it's just a question that I have for myself daily is, Lord, what do you want me to do with this situation? Where do you want me to go? Do you want me to uproot my family down the road? Do you want me to do something different for work? There, there was, I was always impressed there was this old couple I've heard of I'm sure a lot of different people have a story like this or know someone like this, but every year 
they sat down and prayed at the end of the year. They're like, Lord, is something need to change in our lives? Do you want us to move, Lord? What do you want us to do, Lord? They put their whole lives on the altar, and they 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 literally put out their hands and their where they lived, where their grandkids were, where their kids were, their house. They said, Lord, we put this before you because it's not our will, but your will, Lord. And it is a good reminder, and I'm not saying you need to do that every year, but it's something that I want every day in my life. I want to start my day with, what, Lord, what, what do you have for me today? If it's just work, glory to you. If it's something more, glory to you, Lord. So, as I always say, this is an encouragement for me, reading these verses, because when I go and I do a podcast, I get to read and hear this as well as you. So it's an encouragement for me, and I hope it's encouragement for you. Share this if you feel led to share this. I'm not in this for money, and I'm not in this to get famous. This is one of my being obedient to doing what the Lord's asking me to do. There's thousands of other people doing this out there. The Lord, I'm sure, is using them. There's the... was that Bible verse? I can't even remember that. The fields are plentiful and the workers are few. It's pretty close, but anyway. Thanks, guys. Share this if you feel led to share it. So have a good week.